Hello, hi everybody. Welcome to Football in General. This is Rob Case. And Trevor Koppel. Trevor, what's going on, man? Did you survive the upsetness of Week 9 or what? You're here, so that's a good call. Well, I survived, <laughs> but I was kind of hoping that uh, the Vikings would be part of it. They made it to overtime. Couldn't couldn't get the upset. A lot of teams did. Good for them. <laughs> yeah, tight game, Minnesota. Um, I think they were up, what, 17-3 at one point or something like that. So, oh no, it was in yeah, Baltimore. Was, I'm sorry. Oh, was it in Minnesota? No, it was in Baltimore. It was Baltimore, right? Um, pretty, pretty crazy game, right? And uh, you know, it was a good game. Just didn't go our way at the end. <laughs> I tell you, it was a week of a lot of things not going a lot of people's ways, including Buffalo getting upset by Jacksonville. And I tell you what, man, there's some people. Their Vegas is probably going to fill up in some of this. That's, I mean, just rake it in the, the money. Upset. That's the upset of the century right there, Jesus. Right, right. Betters are just kind of just flocking, man. They're paying lots of bills right now and their bookies and the people who want their legs. So speaking of people who want something, something, I'm not really sure what it is. It, do you mind if we rant about the uh, the unsportsmanlike, the, I'm not even sure what to call it, just the, the abundance of unsportsmanlike conduct penalties and taunting penalties in the NFL right now. Do you Do you have any opinion on this? I mean, I, I do, I, I, you know, I, I see the merit in, in trying to keep players in line, especially after the play when we're trying to get the game to, to keep moving, but, uh, it's getting a little out of control and it, and when, when things like taunting penalties become ticky tacky, it, it's just it's defeating the purpose because I really feel like the purpose is to kind of streamline the game and keep it about the game. Right. Um, but uh, when you start throwing penalties because somebody shouted at the other team's bench, that's that's just crazy. I mean, it, it'd be, the benches are shouting at each other. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's just nuts. So it, it really is, and I I kind of went off on it. <laughs> Before we got on the air here, and I just feel like you know, I played football for several years, and I you know I can understand from an aspect of kind of how you call these in Pee Wee or midgets or any of the Pop Warner sort of leagues or high school or even college to some degree because they're young men, they're young boys, and you're teaching them sort of respect and responsibility and um, you know how to control your emotions and whatnot as you're growing up. So these are life skills. These kids, you know, kids are sort of being being taught, and as we sort of uh, transition to the NFL. I mean, these are 20, 30 year old men, men, M E N men, 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 manly men. Um, and so, <laughs> um, and these guys are going to pay millions of dollars. And so why they have to sort of police them. Like it's like preschool is beyond me. I, I just, you know, I, I'm sorry. Um, uh, you know, I, like I said, you made a great point, you know, in terms of keeping it about the game. Well, you know, we, we just, all we do is prolong the game with stoppage at times, reviews and and like you know wondering who's getting the penalty and it just reverses field and it changes momentum uh, all for the wrong reasons in, in my opinion and uh you know the game was founded on tenacity and toughness and just dudes being guys you know <laughs> oh yeah well i mean it, it it's getting to the point where it feels like uh the referees are trying to protect players feelings uh and it's like no th- this is football your feelings are gonna get hurt your bones are going to get hurt. <laughs> uh, yeah. The the taunting penalties is to you know, kind of you know, knock off the grab ass in between plays. Like right. hey, quit taunting. Or, you know, get your ass back to the huddle. <laughs> or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. Um, 
it, it's just uh, they've gotten a little out of control. Right, right. No, I agree. And, and hopefully we'll see some sort of change here in the upcoming weeks. And I, I'm not hopeful. I think this is sort of like a committee issue where, like, the NFLPA and some other people sort of go back and sort of review this further. In terms of, like, what should be called, because I feel like it's sort of like you said ticky-tacky. It reminds me of sort of like pass interference. You know, it, it is very, like, sort of arbitrary and even sort of uh, subjective in terms of how these are getting called, you know? Right. Um, Luckily for you folks, we don't receive any taunting penalties around sports and like conduct because this is not a grab ass <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about that. You're just going to hear it, listen to all the football all the time. We get it in under an hour and you, you hear as much as you can about it. And that was a little bit of grab ass right there. But nonetheless, <laughs> how about this OBJ situation? Speaking of people who like to play grab ass. Um, yeah. <laughs> won't spend a ton of time on this one, but I'm just curious about what, what you might think about or how, whereabouts he might sign or what have you and what the situation he may cause upon landing somewhere. Well, so I, I think uh, that that's really the big question past who he ends up with. It's, you know, what's he, who's he going to be wherever he ends up? Is he going to, we're going to get more of what we got in Cleveland or has this recent, uh, you know, thing with his father getting so much attention, uh, you know, kind of trolling his quarterback that, uh, you know, maybe he's going to try to turn a corner with his new team, which I think would be the best thing for him. Uh, Because I, I don't think that he's, you know, I don't think he's the victim in this. Mm. You know what I mean? He, he has a chance to be part of a Browns team with a ton of potential. Um, they're, they've, you know, whether or not they're living up to that potential so far this season is, is very debatable. But after last year, you saw that this group was capable of something very special. Uh, and he's, he's just not, uh, he's not all in on the team mentality right now. And that's really what it does take these days to be part of a championship team. It, it cannot be all about a, you know, a, to borrow the cliche, a diva wide receiver. Mm. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so I, ho- hopefully wherever he ends up next, uh, he's in a locker room where there's enough leadership that that he doesn't feel the need to, uh, you know, make people feel sorry for him. <laughs> Yeah, and at the end of the day, he was making Baker Mayfield the worst quarterback by sort of forcing the issue of getting the football, only causing more angst and possibly uh, some friction in the locker room. Uh, Can't help but think that he would be an upgrade in a lot of people's uh, receiving cores, but although this is a guy that really relied on a lot of his physical traits throughout his career, especially early on to sort of be dominant receiver, and throughout his, you know, the ankle break in New York, the ACL tears, at this point, he's almost 30 years old. You know, I heard Randy Moss sort of commented on ESPN and say, like, um, I, I don't know, sort of compare his situation to, to OBJ's, and I couldn't. That couldn't be farther from the truth. I, I don't think. I don't think Randy Moss is broken down. I just think he was uh, a, a twit <laughs> to, bar, to borrow some sort of phrase. I think he was an absolute twit, and he went to the right situation in England at least for a year, and then stunk it up. Not performance-wise, but, uh, uh, you know, personality-wise. And, you know, and now we get to deal with this again. And like I said, Diva Wide Receiver, I mean, if they did, uh, what was it? What's that NFL show on HBO? <laughs> oh, Hard Knocks. If they did Hard Knocks, they should just do a Hard Knocks version just for all Diva Wide Receivers. That's it. I mean, they just <laughs> put them all on the field 
Let them let like a fifty-three man roster of just deep, or ninety whatever, and just watch them just caddy each other to death, and it just <laughs> and just be a. Uh, it was just be like a crazy, like sort of ninety day fiance sort of situation. <laughs> like I just I just want like a ridiculous amount of drama sort of island. You know what I mean? That's that's totally. that sort of deal. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's good television, Trevor. I swear I should be a director. Okay. Speaking of things that we can direct and talk about, um, how about how about week ten? That's where we are. You know, and, and talk about a Thursday night game that probably like a few months ago was probably like on the docket for a lot of people, considering the Dolphins are coming off a pretty good season. Ugh. Well, anytime you're going to start Jacoby Brissett for the majority of your season, you kind of got to look in the mirror and say, what the hell happened? So with that being said, <laughs> Baltimore, six and two Baltimore, two and seven Miami, uh, Baltimore, seven and a half point favor over under 46 and a half. Yoy. Yoy is right. I mean, these these teams, yikes. Uh, I mean, it's it's easy to pick the Ravens in this matchup, even though they they don't look like uh, the you know the Super Bowl contenders that a lot of people thought that they could be. Um, so yeah, got to uh, got to give it to the Ravens, but I think the Dolphins are going to keep this one close. Um, I think I think uh I think the Dolphins will cover seven and a half. I, I it might maybe just by half a point. Mm-hmm. Um but uh I don't see Baltimore winning by more than a touchdown. Um I am gonna take the under on this one though, forty six and a half. I just I think this game is gonna stay low. Hmm. Okay. Um yeah, you think even on a Thursday night with Baltimore coming off a couple of big offensive performances, they won't put it on uh, Miami a little bit here? I don't. I think that uh, you know, with the short week, um, I think uh, you know, if if I'm the Ravens, I'm looking to just make sure I win this game. Um, no need to to you know, run the score up or you know, possibly get somebody hurt in a game against the Dolphins. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no need to play that hard against the Dolphins. <laughs> Oh, poor, poor Miami. Yeah, you know it's tough. I, I, I feel bad for the Dolphins. I mean, honestly, it's, it's, uh, you know, Tua might not play again. Although I guess he is sort of expected to start. You know, talking about tomorrow, we're recording this on a Wednesday night, so um, he's questionable. Um, he, Will Fuller went to the injured reserve. Uh, Devontae Parker hasn't performed very well. He's on injured reserve as well now. It's just going to be tough for Miami. I, I, although I'll tell you, Baltimore has looked sort of uh, reasonably. Vulnerable, so I, I don't hate the Mike Gusecki start here. I like Miles Gaskin as well, and I think he's available in a lot of leagues, like around the 50% mark. Uh, Tua's been a free agent, and he's actually performed pretty well too, and he's in that 50% mark sort of sort of range as far as availability is concerned. Uh, so yeah, that's that's Miami's deal, and you know Baltimore. Honestly, I'm not sure if you had to pick a, a Baltimore running back, Devontae Freeman, Le'Veon Bell, who would you start? Gun to your head. Uh. Definitely free. Okay, just more volume, you think? Okay. Totally. Um, available in 65% of leagues for Devontae Freeman and Le'Veon Bell a little bit less. He looks like a receiver. He was wearing number 17. I don't know if you watched the, the Baltimore game. Huh. Very strange. Very strange to me. Um, yeah. <laughs> Not sure he's going there. And and obvious, and honestly, uh, Mark Andrews is starting to turn around, like Lamar Jackson. So you get a, you get a Baltimore win with a close um, a close 
a close uh, over uh, close spread. Excuse me, I having a stroke or something. Close spread, correct? Okay, oh, totally. all right. Uh, a little Marquise Brown too. All right, um, first Sunday, fun, uh, first Sunday game. Man, it's 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 been tough here. <laughs> Can't talk. Atlanta four and four at Dallas six and two. Dallas nine point favorite, fifty four and a half over under. Dallas coming off a hard hard loss at home against Denver. Looked like a team coming off a bye that slept walked through that game and honestly didn't come alive to the fourth quarter, which most garbage time teams do. Atlanta coming off a big win against New Orleans and honestly has been playing pretty well and very competitive in a lot of their games. Although they dropped a close one to Carolina two weeks ago. What do you got here, Trev? Well, against my better judgment, I am going to take Dallas to win this game. Um, yeah, last both of these teams were part of a couple of head scratchers last week. The Falcons winning, the Cowboys losing. Um, not going to go too deep into those. You already mentioned them, but uh, yeah, the the Cowboys are definitely just overall a, a much better team than the Falcons are. Um, playing a game at home, trying to get their season back on track when, with with a, you know really high expectations at this point in the season. Uh, so I think Dallas is going to come out, play some really tough, uh, safe football, and I wouldn't be surprised if they just ran a, ran away with this game. Um, hmm. I'm going to take Dallas to win. I'm going to take Dallas to beat the nine-point spread, but I'm going to take the under. I don't think that this game is going to go above 54 points. Um, I think the Falcons are in for a rough week. And I think the Cowboys' defense is going to be the star of this game. Pun intended. <laughs> I like dad jokes. Thanks for doing that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and honestly, I, nonetheless of, of everything you said, which is completely true because you're always right, um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I like... I like uh, yeah, I like the Matt Ryan start here. I, I in Dallas just you know they can't they can't cover a hiccup, um, you know and and honestly against Teddy Bridgewater you're allowed to throw you allowed him to throw three touchdowns, um, you know Matt Ryan I think without Calvin Ridley he's sort of going to find some people out there in terms of who to throw to, um, and I can't remember his name off the top of my head. And obviously Russell Gage would be a nice pickup if you got him in free agency in terms of a flex. There was a guy who started he was just ridiculous for Atlanta last week and I I just can't remember his name and I'm sorry um trying to sound like the expert here but I, I, I it was a very long name um but he caught two touchdowns last week you see him if you know who I'm talking about you see him in his um there's you know still don't you're not gonna have Calvin Ridley for the foreseeable future um you can assume sort of uh good wills for Kyle Pitts here um and Dallas uh, you know I, I'm not sure where to go with them I I don't I don't hate a Dak Prescott start. I, I like I I think you like you're pretty good at starting most of them. Michael Gallup will be next, be back this week, so he's only owned in 46 percent league, so expect him to get some volume. However, uh, my hot take on this one is that this is going to be a tough game for Dallas. I think you said you're going they're going to run with it, away with it. Nine point favor over under 40, 54 and a half, which is really high because I don't think Atlanta's capable of scoring that much. To be completely honest with you. Um, not against, not against Dallas. Dallas either. Yeah, and I, I could see them kind of re- rebounding from this, although it would be close. Um, so, yeah, good analysis on the game. Okay. Um, a lot of big games this week. This is another one. New Orleans 5-3 and three at Tennessee 7-2. Three-point favorite for Tennessee, 44.5 over under. And, you know, and boy, oh, boy, does Tennessee look different without Derrick Henry. And the great white hope, Trevor Simeon, was supposed to be the savior of New Orleans. 
came in and it just laid a big fat egg and the egg broke all over the field and people slipped in it. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, Saints on the, on the road, three and one on the road though. Well, what do you think of this game? What's your preview here? I mean, this is going to be an interesting one to to keep an eye on. the The Titans, you know, they they got a big win last week, but it was an ugly win. The defense really saved them. Uh, the offense, uh, you know, the offense got outperformed in every way imaginable by their opponent, except the scoreboard. Um, you know, a lot of taking advantage of short yardage situations. Uh, is what let the Titans get away with that one. And I just don't know if it's going to happen again. And on the other side, you got the Saints, who look a lot better this year than I ever thought they would. But now, you know, things change fast in this league. And with Trevor Simeon under center, it's just there's just no guarantees that, that the rest of that offense can, can play up to its potential. Um so man, th- this is going to be a tough one. It's I think it's very appropriate that it's uh, a close spread and a low over under. I don't think the Titans will be able to put up the numbers that they did last week. Mm. Um, you know, I, I I just don't see the same number of like I said, short field opportunities that they can cash in on. The the, the defense uh, really uh, I, I, they stepped up and got lucky. Uh, to to create those touchdowns, mm. uh, so this this is a <laughs> this is a nightmare to predict. Um, my gut says that the Titans are going to win this one. Uh, not not just trying to agree with the Vegas odds over a coin flip, but because of who's under mm. center, the Titans will be now you know two weeks. This is their second week without Derrick Henry. They're going to iron out some of the kinks. Um, Tannehill uh, had a, a down week last week, but he is their starter. He's got, you know, he's he's a good quarterback. The Saints, if I mean, if they've still got to put Trevor Simeon out there as a starter, it's just there's just no good spin on it. Um, they're in danger without, you know, until they get, uh, uh, you know, even Taysom Taysom Hill. Uh, able to play would be better. Um, so I'm taking the Titans in this one. And uh, you guys, our listeners know how I feel about predicting games to, to be won by less than three points. I just don't do it. Uh, so I think the Titans win this one. I'm going to call it a push. I think the Titans win by three. The spread is three. Um, I do think this game goes over 44 and a half points. So, uh, Tennessee to win, uh, push on the spread, and taking the over. Yeah, I, you know, I honestly think this is going to be sort of like a sloppy defensive game, kind of like Carolina and New England was last week. That's kind of my like first gut when I see Tennessee and, and New Orleans, especially at this point in the season where they're both that roster-wise. So, with that being said, I, I can't recommend you start Ryan Tannehill. I really can't recommend you start anybody because on Tennessee because New Orleans is one of the, is the top – rushing um, defense in the league, 73.8 yards allowed on the ground. And honestly, just playing really stingy defense. And they got David Oniata back on the defensive line. Excuse me, Cameron Jordan having a good year. Marcus Davenport coming around. Uh, I Yeah, I, I I see what you're saying, Trev. I, I don't I don't disagree. I mean, Trevor Simeon is going to make enough plays. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, you know, I don't, I don't have enough money to put on Trevor Simeon, okay? Um, and I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, with that being said, I don't, I don't hate him for, you know, you got to pick him up in a deep league, like uh, start him. He had 19 points against Atlanta last week. So, like, as much as we say he didn't do much, he, which, granted, they didn't, but they were in that game to the end, and 27-25 was the final score with Trevor Simeon. You know, Atlanta's not a bad team. We just talked about him. Um, Deontay Harris came on really strong. Michael Thomas after a year. Marquez Callaway. They, they don't really have a lot of continuity in that passing game. And so Deontay Harris owned a 3% of leagues. He's kind of like that Cordell Paris, Patterson slash guy. Get you a lot of PPR points if you're in that kind of league. And honestly, yeah, I, I don't disagree with anything you said. I, I just It's going to be a sloppy game. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> I, I kind of I find it hard to find anybody here to be really happy about outside of Alvin Kamara. And maybe Deontay Harris and maybe Trevor Simeon, depending on how the game plays out. And Tennessee's been playing some really stingy defense. They've allowed an average of like just over 10 points a game in the last three games. And before that, beat Buffalo. And they played pretty well against Josh Allen. So, okay. Um, moving on. Oh, boy. Jacksonville at, at Indianapolis. 10.5 point favor for Indy. 47.5 over under. Uh, Jacksonville coming off a really, really strong win against Buffalo, but has played... Probably the best defensive defense in the league at home against most teams. And Indy uh, got a lot of time to prepare for this one. Boy, you got to tell me that Indy's going to win this one, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I would definitely predict that Indianapolis is going to win this game. Uh, it's just, you know, the Jaguars beat the Bills last week. So anything could happen. Uh, but you know, no, the Colts are going to win this game. Um, you know, which, which is good. The Colts will get back to 500 after this one. Um, but, uh, you know, the Jaguars, you know, they, they took the best quarterback in the Mm -hmm. draft, a quarterback that was speculated on since he was a freshman, um, in terms of, you know, he was expected to go number one overall for like three years. Um, so it, no one should be surprised when the Jaguars finish this season a better team than they started. Um, that being said, I, I don't think that they're going to uh, pull off the upset this week, but I do think that they're going to make this a better game than, than people might have expected uh, before seeing their performance last week. So I'm going to take the Jaguars to cover a 10.5-point spread. Mm. Um I'm also going to take the over on this 47 and a half. Okay. Yeah. But uh, Colts, to, Colts to win. All right. And so the big news is, is Trevor Lawrence going to play? Uh, limited with an ankle. Got hurt last week. C.J. Beathard came in through, the, through like <laughs> the duck hunt of footballs and somehow made a, like a 45-yard completion down the left sideline to Jamal Agnew. And, uh, yeah, I uh, think, I think they're coming around. I, I think you made a really good point. Like, this is a – a lot of rookies on this team, rookie head coach, rookie quarterback, um, young team. So it, it, it's just going to take time. Nobody thought they were going to be good this year. But did anybody think Trevor Lawrence could kill the way he has? Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> I kind of did. <laughs> so, uh, and no, no James Robinson. Uh, I think he, he's out with a heel. He won't practice this week either. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a tough go for, for Indy, especially with, uh, excuse me, tough go for Jacksonville, especially with Indy coming on a little stronger. So my start of the week here, folks, and uh, roll out the red carpet. Come on down, Carson Wentz. Let's go. Let's get your get your points. Twenty uh, Six games with at least 20 points this year, 24 points in three games in a row. 
Um, he's a great pickup. I don't know if he's still available in your league, but he's just an absolute monster. Ninth-ranked quarterback in, in fantasy right now, and not nobody's playing better than him in the NFL at the quarterback position in the last three weeks. And that's just my opinion. I, but I firmly believe that outside Tom Brady, I don't know anybody that's played better. So, so. what you're telling me is that Russell Wilson is uh, not back yet. Well, Russell Wilson's coming back this week, but I was going to wait for this to share that news with the people. Okay, <laughs> you could hear the excitement in my voice. All right, that that's that's. Uh, <laughs> I got a, I have a quarterback issue. I got a little bit of a problem on my team because I have Carson Wentz and Russell Wilson. But nonetheless. If you had him, if you gra- grab Carson Wentz, like I told you, you'd be in the same position I would be. Um, but nonetheless, um, yeah, big, big, big win for Indy here. It's just gonna be, it's just gonna be tough for Jacksonville, especially if they have no Trevor Lawrence on the road. So, all right, um, you know, sneaky game of the week here: Cleveland at New England. New England's a two-point favorite, over under forty-five. You know, New England looks so good right now. I'm not saying it because I'm a New England fan. I really think their defense is coming on and. Belichick kind of took control of that offense, uh, that defense, uh, and has kind of steered it in the right direction. And no Nick Chubb for Cleveland. Um, no Nick Chubb and no OBJ. But that may not matter. What do you think? Oh, I, I mean, if you agree with OBJ, it won't matter that he's not there. <laughs> um, you know yeah, what I'm I saying? Know. Like, come on. <laughs> uh, so, uh, no, I, I don't think OBJ, the loss of OBJ, is a huge detriment to the Browns. Uh, you could make the argument that that defenses have always had to account for him, and now they don't. But uh, but that's that's kind of a flat argument with you know the way this league is in terms of you know really the defenses respect you know who's hot right now, and OBJ hasn't been hot in a long time. Um, this is a really great uh, matchup at this point in the season between these two teams, both trying to put together something. Um, the Browns definitely had really big expectations after their season last year. The Patriots, uh, you know, they're, I, the Patriots are starting to turn a lot of heads. Um, they, they could be building something big right now. Um, so this, this is a, a really cool game to, to watch, especially if you're a big, you know, Northeastern AFC type of, type of fan um and uh you know mac jones he's just a really fun guy to watch right now um one and four at home it just yeah i this is a tough one to call honestly um the browns i I know they're without you know the star running backs that they're used to having Even tell you how, and now it's recording again. Hey, hey. So, um, so you know, basically, when it comes to this game, I think uh, I think that the Patriots are on upset alert. Um, or NFL podcast. I think that the Browns they're gonna <laughs> they, if you know they need to get back to what they do best, which is to move the ball with whoever's carrying it, creating holes that any NFL running back can take advantage of. Um, right. Absolutely. I'm, I'm ready. Um, (laughs) but, uh, no, the, uh, the, the, on the other side of it, if Belichick can do what Belichick does, 
and stop the one thing that works best for the opponent. If, if the Patriots yeah, can Pierce stop the Browns Johnson. from running the yeah. ball, the Patriots are going to win this game. Um, I just sure don't will. see it going that way. I think the Browns are going to move the ball with, uh, uh, gosh, I can't think of their number three guy's name, but he had an amazing game. Dearnest, okay. I think, I think, uh, oh, and you'll wow. probably okay. bring up Dearnest with our, our fantasy comments. Okay. But um, well, I think this one. is going to be a close one, one. and yeah, I think the Browns are going to okay. win by, two, you know, a yourself, one. It's going right? to be a one-score victory. And I'm taking the Browns here. Donovan Peoples-Jones, Dearnest Johnson. Okay, we already mentioned both of those guys. Uh, one of them, excuse me, and I think the other one's going to have a big game uh, against New England. I, 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 Brace I, yourselves. You know, New England's <laughs> depth on their, their secondary is very good, even if their defense is sort of coming around. Um, wouldn't start Baker Mayfield in this game, but I would start both of those guys. Um, and as far as New England's concerned, no Damian Harris, no Ramondre Stevenson this week. So look to Brand Bolden and get some touches. May not be a bad flex or streamer option, honestly. Available in a large set of leagues. Um, wouldn't hate it. Wouldn't hate it at all. Hunter Henry, I think he's going to get some red zone targets. Uh, he's got to. I don't think Cleveland really has any safeties that can match up against him, especially with John Johnson being out. And uh, Trent Brown coming back this week for New England, by the way. Trent Brown. is a Trent Brown sighting in the house. His calf looks a lot better. I haven't inspected it myself, although I heard it looks good. So <laughs> let's just take that for what it is. All right. <sighs> Here we go. The, the battle for New York, Trev. <laughs> Buffalo, 5-3. At New York Jets, 2-6. and 12.5 point favorite Buffalo, 47.5 over under. I mean, you got to think they're going to come back and beat the Jets, right? And honestly, before you say something, that's a tough stadium to play in this time of year. <laughs> it gets very windy. It's cold. Not that Buffalo isn't used to either of that. But that stadium in particular in, in uh, at MetLife gets really, really... Um, different this I mean, time of year. and so it created an <laughs> environment and fire was it firefighter jim is out there so um 12th man <laughs> just saying go ahead oh uh, yeah i mean absolutely uh Got to take Buffalo on the road in uh, in this game. Um, with the way everything's been going, I don't know if I can take Buffalo to cover mm. the the twelve and a half point spread. So I'm going to take the Jets to cover the spread. Okay. Oh well. And I'm going to take well, the over in this of, game. Okay. I think I I don't okay. know if it's going to get two guys from from New York crazy, Jets, but I do think this game no, goes for fifty team. points. They're not called the New York um, Buffaloes. I think the Jets will cover <laughs> the, the twelve Bills. and a half points. Uh, <laughs> Bills are definitely. Uh, Mike White's going to be back this week. Rostering twenty two percent of leagues. Definitely, you heard um, here. I think Buffalo is pretty vulnerable. I wouldn't be surprised if he's like a decent spot starter streamer in case you got somebody on a buy or you just don't trust your starting quarterback. Ty Johnson is getting a lot of PPR points. Um, they're kind of third down running back in, in the backfield for New York. Um, like him a lot. And I just, you know, I just feel bad for the Jets. They're going to get creamed probably. <laughs> and so a lot of garbage time points for some of their guys, Michael Carter Jr., um, uh, Jameson Crowder. And so Josh Allen, uh, I would start him I, and Devin Single, uh, excuse me, uh, Stephon Diggs and Dawson Knox, but I, I, I still don't trust their running backs. And I don't, and I also don't think that that defense is going to respond well at the end of the game in terms of letting up, not letting up points against New York Jets. So, there's our two cents about that one. Here is your, uh, 
Is it? Yes, it is. It is your hot pocket. Uh, <laughs> little Debbie, uh, you know, still still uh, oh, peeing on the seat, you know, <laughs> game of the week. Uh, Detroit Lions, 0-8 at the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, 5-3, and 9-point favorite for Pittsburgh, 42.5 over under. Boy, you got to hope that Detroit's got a, a whole week, an old extra week to prepare for this game. They, they, they must be prepared, right? They, they must be. <laughs> Dan Campbell's got him up, man, right? Right? Yeah. Okay. Ouch. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they're prepared, um, but uh, they're not going to win. Uh, the Steelers, the Steelers are uh, playing a little bit more like the Steelers these days. And uh, I'm talking about the defense. TJ Watt is one of the most exciting players on defense in the league to watch right now. Mm. Um, uh, put him right up there with uh, Micah Parsons on Dallas's team. So Beats I right. think the Steelers are definitely going to have an easy win at home this week. Uh, I don't want right. to. Yes, I, I, I did. I said easy. Um, I think Pittsburgh wins right. this. I think Pittsburgh, uh, Pittsburgh beats the spread. Uh yeah, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh will beat the spread. I like it. And the uh, ticket the under. On Sunday, uh, so yeah, this this game's not going to go for a lot of points because the, the Lions Smith aren't going to score. Also, usually sort of uh, stars and um, so they have it. The like, Steelers are going to win. I don't know. Like, win it's by just more than close, nine. And it's, it's and, low scoring. Uh, I feel like he's really good in this game. He just gets a lot of touches. So him and um, I almost called him Joyke Bell. That's a throwback right there. Jamal Williams. Um, I kind of like those guys for Detroit, and I I pit. Pittsburgh, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, um, you know, Detroit's averaging a 22.5 points allowed to quarterbacks this year, so I like that start too. So, And Deontay Johnson has kind of been coming on lately. And Pat Fryermuth caught two touchdowns last week. Don't expect him to sort of be right back on. Okay, Tampa Bay, 6-2, and two, coming off a bye right at Washington. 2-6 and six coming off a bye as well. 9.5 point favorite for Tampa. 51.5 over under. Um Another game you hope Washington sort of prepared for on, over the bye. Sort of a trap game for Tampa, considering they're coming off a couple uh, a, lo- a bad loss against New Orleans. Um, should you be skeptical of the way Tampa maybe might play in this game? Okay. Yes, they did. Not going to matter. Uh, I I don't think so. Um, I think uh, did both of these teams have a bye week last week? Yeah. So so both teams have had the bye week. Um, I think uh, I think the Buccaneers are are gonna get right this week. Um, you don't see Tom Brady have very many back to back bad games. Um, so uh, so I do like the Buccaneers in this game on the road. Uh, I do think that they're going to beat Tampa Bay by, or uh, sorry, beat Washington by ten points. So I'm going to take Tampa Bay to win. Tampa Bay to beat the spread. Fifty-one and a half over under. That's tough. Um, okay. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, gonna, think I'm right taking the over on this one too. Because of that, um, I think uh, I think the know, Buccaneers are going to put up so big points in, in this game. That. Taylor uh, I don't think they'll be able to completely deny Washington. So I'm taking the over in this one. 
21 points in four of their seven games. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Taylor, Taylor Heineke scored four, 21 points in four out of his seven starts this year. Buccaneers have allowed six of eight quarterbacks to top 20 points this, this season. Um, so I, I don't hate that there. Um, you gotta go, you gotta look at a guy like Jarrett Patterson too, who's playing running back for Washington with Antonio Gibson possibly out or maybe not, who knows, Jarrett and, um, uh, J, JD McKissick, uh, sort of his status sort of up in the air as well. So Jarrett Patterson, rookie from, uh, Washington, Washington, no, no, excuse me, Memphis. He plays for Washington. Oh boy. <laughs> hey, hold, hold on to your seats here, folks. <laughs> And so, um, I, yeah, don't I don't hate that that start there or a streamer in case you need somebody to pick up. Um, and of course, Tom Brady's just been on fire. Um, no matter where he goes, he threw a pick six against uh, New Orleans, but still, I'd still start him against Washington, who's just been struggling on defense, even uh, even coming off a bye. So, um, yeah, looking forward to it. Um, Carolina at Arizona, four four five four and five for Arizona. Uh, Carolina, Arizona eight one ten and a half point favorite Arizona forty four over under. Kyler Murray coming back this week, buddy. What do you, what do we expect here? Uh, well, I mean, we we expect the Cardinals to win this game. Um, ten and a half spread. That's. That's tough. You know, the the Panthers are kind of uh, they're kind of middle of yep. the road and this season. Arizona but, didn't but miss a beat last week against San Francisco, uh, and so, so uh, I'm going to take the Panthers to um, cover Carolina, the ten and a half points. Really good defense, very um, fast. Cardinals are with, still picking a win, really well. and I'm going to take but, the um, over on this forty-four um, points. Yeah, like you said, with Kyler Murray coming back, I, uh, yeah, it's a it's Arizona's game to lose. You know, which um, it could be. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think they're a little bit vulnerable. I mean, Buda Baker was out. Didn't practice this week. Jordan Hicks didn't practice this week so far. Um, Rondell Moore, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, it's it's tough. Uh, AJ AJ Green's gonna be out. You know, <laughs> everybody's kind of banged up. Yeah. 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 The the Cardinals. Cardinals defense is a little banged up, right. so be, that's why I think Walker the Panthers will stay in this game. That's why I got to take the so Panthers to cover. Him. Um, I think back. the Cardinals will Expecting win out. Some stuff I think it's going to go over forty four like points. Last week, it's uh, but uh, up, but uh, the Cardinals, defense. sorry, the Panthers are going to make uh, this a good game. Yeah, moving on. Your boys, the Minnesota Vikings, three and five at the L.A. Chargers, five and three. Three point favorite for L.A. Fifty three over under. Boy, you figure, you know, if they if Minnesota goes back in the overtime, they might as well just call it a season here, honestly. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> I can't imagine them playing another overtime game or something tight without the whole fan base having a heart attack. So, um, what do what do you see here for Minnesota? Jesus. <laughs> You know, it's just, you know, they've done a really great job being competitive in these tough matchups. Um, I want to say that my Vikings are due one, uh, but man, it's it's on the road, mm. L.A. I mean, it, it's going to be you know great conditions, but man, the the Chargers have that great new stadium. Um, I just don't, you know. Man, I hate to say it, but I think the Vikings Several. are going to be three and six after this week. 
Um, I think the Chargers are going to win. Uh, I think the Chargers, yeah, call it another push. Um, you know, how many how many games have the Vikings lost by exactly three points this year? Um, so uh, yeah, I think I think I'm going to take the Chargers to win by three. So the spread is a push, and I'm going to take the over. Um, I think both these teams are going to put up plenty of points, and then uh, the coin just won't fall the Vikings' way at the end. Tight games, and it just seems like they're worn out this time of year. Dalvin Cook though nearly needs to get on, and I wouldn't be surprised if he has a big game if if Minnesota hangs in there. I mean, we're going against the worst rush defense in the NFL, worst rush defense. So a must start at running back. Uh, Dalvin Cook here. Um, and not only that, but I'd say a must-sit for Kirk Cousins. Name me a, get, tell me a game where Kirk Cousins, uh, Kirk Cousins has been worth a start outside of the first few weeks of the season here. Cause he, uh, yeah, I don't think he's been very good at all. You know? No, it, n- nothing recently. Um, yeah, and I, I think, uh, I think Justin Herbert. You could be right about that. The Vikings, uh, they started the season with a really stout uh, defensive line, but it is worst uh, rush defense. It is NFL. worn thin at the moment. So, uh, yeah, uh, traded Austin away Eckler. Stephen Weatherly. I think Justin uh, Daniel Hunter is out. Line carries and so um, I like him. So, uh, I, you know, I just think, don't I think, think, uh, I think this is a good week uh, for, uh, so, for Justin Herbert. Um, trap game of the week, Philly at uh, Denver. There you three, go. Three and six, <laughs> Philly. Denver 5-4, and four, two and a half point favorite for Denver, 45 over under. And Denver comes in with a lot of momentum here, um, hopefully turning their season around. And it's crazy that people want Teddy Bridgewater out. Get your asses out. Shut up. It's enough of that. It's enough. He's playing great. Yeah. Oh man, it's it's crazy. Um this this I think is uh I think this is like the sneaky good game of the week. Um the the Eagles at 3 and 6 have been really fun to watch whether they're winning or oh. losing, they're playing exciting <laughs> yeah. football. Um the Broncos are on an absolute roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Starting the season 3 and 0, then going 0 and 4. Was it zero and four to go to three and four? I, I, but they, you know, went on a real downturn. Now they're back above five hundred um, with a road win in Dallas. Wow, um, you know that that is just incredible. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm loving Teddy Bridgewater right now. Got to take him to win at home. Um, it's a close spread, and you know. I think it's an appropriately close spread. Two and a half point favor for Denver. Um, I'm going to take Denver to win and to beat the, excuse me, beat the spread because I think they'll win it by at least three points. And I'm going to take the over in this game. I think 45 is low. Um, I I know that uh, you know the Broncos' defense is good. You know, highest paid secondary in the league, but uh, they did trade away the best defensive player in franchise history um it's great and the eagles it's all great points can and honestly that, you really know, get on a roll and you've seen what they can do when they get on a roll i think so this is going to be an exciting game a, a, i'm taking big, denver to win a big game i'm Jerry taking denver Duty to beat the spread i'm definitely Probably taking the most underrated underrated wide receiver in the league 
and owned in 59% of leagues. Teddy Bridgewater's owned in 50. Um, I like both of them. I like Patrick as sort of a flex here. He's just come on so strong now that he has more of the, the field open with Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy back. Um, the, you know, Noah Fant could be back. I think it's a big day for Denver. I, I don't have any trust in Philly's, Philly's defense. And honestly, the only people who are going to stop Denver is Denver. If they crumble or if they do something stupid, that, that's, that's, that's how this game's going to go. And so, as far as I'm concerned, like, those are, those are big pickups. I still like Jordan Howard. He had a big week last week for Philly, and he's, he's owned in the 30 or 40% of league, so he's worth a pickup as well, especially you, with the goal line you nailed he's it. got going on. Yeah. And so, there's no reason Denver should, should lose this game, especially at home. No reason. It's going to be 62 degrees, beautiful day, big day on their offensive players. They got it rolling. Um, yeah, join that AFC uh, sandwich. <laughs> That's what I'll call it, the 5-4 and four sandwich. Okay, Seattle uh, at uh, Green Bay. Three-point favorite for Green Bay, 49.5 over under. Both quarterbacks are coming back. Geno Smith, take, take, the, take the pine. And Jordan Love, for God's sakes, please get off the field. Uh, God, Lord. Um, <laughs> Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers back in the field. Both must-starts, in my opinion. What do you see here, Trevor, and who, who do you expect to, to win? Uh, I think uh, think the Seahawks are going to absolutely dominate the Packers, uh, or at least I I hope that they do. Um, But but we're talking money here, so you've got to put your money on the Packers right now. 3-0 at home this season. Lambeau Field is you know Back tough nine. place to okay. play yeah. the further you get into the season. Um that that place almost has yeah. its own momentum as the Packers are seven and two going into the 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 you know the back was it the back uh are we into the back nine games now? Yeah, yeah. So well I, I know the phrase. I just wondered how many games we have left. We got uh what, eight games left? Yeah. Um so, you know, the Packers, they, yeah, hey, I hate to say it, but the Packers are, you know, as close as the spread is and as good as the Seahawks will be with, with Russell Wilson back, uh, you got to take, it's easy to pick Green Bay in this game at home. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah. Uh, I, I, I Three-point favorite. I'm going to take the Packers the to the win day, by a touchdown. Bay, so the Packers snow, are going to win. They're um, going to beat the spread. There and November. I'm definitely taking um, the over on the 49 and here's and a contrast. This is going to be a Seattle? really fun the best defensive game. league for Green Bay. And so, did you pick Green Bay? Okay. <clears throat> That's kind of the, where I'm leaning here, too. Um, I think A.J. Dillon could potentially have a big day. He's been getting more and more touches throughout the season. And the thigh master, what, what is he? The thigh, what is he? Uh, the quad father. Oh, Jesus Christ. I did. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the quad father. Um, yeah, I could see him having a big day. I think he's owned in 50% of leagues, and he's kind of getting dropped a little bit because Chris Carson could be could be back on his way as well. Um, the, the quad father? I think they're just going to have to get Aaron, Aaron Rodgers rolling. He averages 28 points fantasy fantasy wise at home. Alan Lazard's back, uh, owned in 17% of leagues. Devontae Adams will, will theoretically be back, and so uh, yeah, Green Bay is going to kind of bounce back and go eight and two. And um, unfortunately for Seattle, they'll, they'll get them some things rolling, but three and six is going to be hard to bounce back in the top of NFC for them. So okay, uh, second last game Sunday night: Kansas City at Vegas, two and a half point favorite for Kansas City, 51 and a half over under. Um, you know, 
got Kansas City's probably my least favorite team in the NFL in terms of how they play and everything that they have going on in terms of momentum and how they won the last couple of games. And Vegas, you can't help but feel bad for. That doesn't that doesn't earn you wins. <laughs> and so, um, what do you got here? What are you seeing with Vegas and, and Kansas City? Uh, hmm. I mean, <clears throat> I'm really hoping that this game is as close as Vegas thinks it's going to be. Hmm. I don't know if the Vegas odds makers are uh, becoming homers for their new team or not. But uh, even considering everything we've seen out of these teams recently, I think the Chiefs are going to absolutely roll the Raiders. Um I'm taking the Chiefs to win, taking the Chiefs to beat the spread. Um, I almost always take the over in the Chiefs games because because uh, their defense is terrible. Okay, and um, uh, Vegas coming so, uh, in one of the worst. So I do think it'll be close. NFL, so. But uh, uh, the Chiefs, the, uh, yeah, the Chiefs are going to win this week, game. So I don't know if they'll end up uh, there's no way starting, they win it but by less that, than three points. That means that Daryl Williams um, will. But I am taking of, the over uh, on the 51 and a half. Um, so look for that two-head monster. If you want one of them on, on a streamer, sort of a quick fantasy pickup, I highly recommend that because I think Kinsey's just going to have to run the ball. Um, they just have to. I, I mean, you know, Mahomes is still playing backyard football out there. Um, and I sound like an old man. <laughs> he's playing backyard football. He can't throw the ball. You know? Like, he, he just, he, he's struggling. I, I think something's in his head. I think he's, I heard somewhere he had turf toe. Um, and so that's affecting his game a lot. Um, Tyreek Hill has always been really good against Vegas, so I like them. And obviously the Chiefs' defense is horrendous. So um, Derek Carr, big start there. And Darren Waller is going to turn around, and I think this is a good, uh, a good matchup in terms of, you know, David, Tyron Matthew is not going to be able to play one-on-one against him, and I could see him having a big game too. So, But big role for the Chiefs, you know. Oh, oh, oh. all right, Monday, <laughs> Monday night game, last game of the week. The L.A. Rams at the San Francisco 49ers. The Rams 7-2. The Niners 3-5. Four-point favorite for, for L.A. 49 over under. And L.A. needs to get it back. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I don't, I don't know what happened there. Yeah. You said it. You said it right there. L.A. needs to get it back. Um, you know, I, I really didn't think that uh, they were going to lose last week to the Titans. Um, the Titans are definitely teaching me a lot about the Titans. Um, that being said, it's not like the Rams lost a game to a bad team last week. We just didn't expect the Titans to to prevail without Derrick Henry. Um, so I still have a lot of faith in the Rams. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, so I'm taking them to win this game. It's definitely a get-right game. Uh, the 49ers are not the, uh, you know, the three. You know, I think the 49ers are better than their record. They're just in uh, what I think is the toughest division in football. Um, and, and this is being a division matchup, it is going to be uh, a pretty good game. Uh, with the four-point spread, though, I'm taking the Rams to beat the spread. Uh, I think they win this by six or seven points. Uh, 
Okay. With the, I, I, I agree with, with you. With the 49ers, I, I, I think, think the 49ers are going to move the ball. They're going to score. Night. I think that kind of defines um, close game. But uh, I think the Rams will pull um, away, and I, you know, th- that's why I do San Francisco think they're going to have to take the over on the line 49ers. where they allow through the air. Um, however, on the ground game, they're one of the worst teams in the NFL, once again. So uh, I, I like Daryl Henderson here. I kind of like Cooper Cup because he just makes plays, and he's been anything but money. This, anything, but he has been everything and money. <laughs> he's, been, he's just been amazing. Uh, he's, he's played incredible. Um, in terms of the 49ers side, if you like any, if you need a, a quarterback, for whatever reason, which you really shouldn't this time of the year, but nonetheless, Jimmy Garoppolo has actually played pretty well. Uh, George Kittle's back. He's a big start in this game, in my opinion. I, I, I just, you know, I, I feel, I, the Rams just don't have a lot of depth. They don't. Um, and I, especially a linebacker, which is kind of like why I like Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, who's getting really hot right now, and he's available in 50% of leagues. And so um, I, I just think, like, anything over the middle is going to be tough for them to sort of the, the, to defend. And Elijah Mitchell's been really good in the in the backfield. You know, the, the 49ers are probably the most confusing team in the NFL because on paper you think, like, wow, they look so good. They even play decent and very competitive. However, they end up they're 3-5. and five. Well, like Trevor said, they're in the most com- competitive division in football, and arguably um, they, they've been sort of the subject of injuries and quarterback controversy, and that may have plagued the team a little bit. And so, um, yeah, L.A., big in this game, and uh, would start all those guys I mentioned. So, <laughs> any last words for Week 10 before we uh, move on to Week 10 to watch it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've been pretty good. We've a good track record. I mean, if if yeah, yeah, definitely uh, tune in. Right. Uh, no, the uh, it it's after last week. I want to leave I you just, folks with something I, I forgot to mention. To you know, Benjamin this week. <laughs> running back for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, uh, pretty pretty excited to James see, Conner, uh, to see which teams are going to surprise me this week. Because boy, uh, last Chase week Edmonds was out, uh, so. just one surprise. Uh, one of the guys I didn't talk about, which I didn't. And Nine Hines, thirty nine percent owned and has been excellent this season, um, and big in the PPR game for the Colts. So. Yeah, if you watched a Thursday night game of any indication, he was just dynamic as all hell. Well, with that, with that being all that being said, folks, we're football in general. You can find us on Instagram at football in general. Oh, definitely at football great, in general great one. Pass catching like that. Back. Not that you guys care, but the Instagram, <laughs> the grand Instagram where it's at. I'm at Bobby Law on Instagram. You're at Trevor Trev Deal Dude on Instagram. Trevor is that, that's correct. Correct. Okay, I always get it right. Um, and. Um, you know, please like, subscribe, review, do all the things that are necessary <laughs> in order for our name to get out. Send us to your friends. Bring us to Thanksgiving. Play it at the table. We're right there. You know, that's right. That's if right. there's any any sort of thing that'll spark a conversation, <laughs> football will, and especially football talk. So, <laughs> just saying. Um, anyway, with all that being said, we're out.